So we start to look into this whole idea of bacteria and we find out that more than 98% of the bacteria in your mouth, they're healthy and protective bacteria. And this whole concept of microbiome, which you are very much familiar with, comes into play. Are you struggling with bloating, gas, constipation, and fatigue, but don't know what's causing these problems? The Gut Health Reset Podcast with Dr. Anne-Marie Barter dives deep into the root causes behind these issues that start in the gut. This podcast will give you the knowledge you need to heal your gut and reset your health. Today on the Gut Health Podcast, we are discussing how oral care is directly linked to your gut health, how a lot of the products that we use and that are on store shelves are actually toxic for your body and can be harming your gut health. How some of the things that you're eating or your uh, dishwashing detergent could also be contributing to your gut health issues and how our brush floss mouthwash routine may actually be harming your overall health. My name is Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and thank you so much for being with us here today. We are so grateful to have you. And today, my special guest is Dr. Madahi. He is on a mission to dispel long-held oral hygiene myths that are actually hurting our body's microbiome and our overall health. He is a respected U.S. medical author and practicing cosmetic dentist. He was taught in dental school that a germ-free mouth is a healthy mouth and that killing germs, bacteria, is always a good thing. It's the same message that's been hammered into our brains all our lives from marketers whose products promise to kill 99% of germs. However, the damage that we're doing with our antibacterial toothpaste and mouthwash is actually being felt all over our bodies. Study after study now proves that our daily oral hygiene routines are significantly damaging our whole body health. Dr. Madahi has closely followed and even contributed to breakthrough science that's finally being done in oral care. His latest book, the toxic overload dispels these myths. He's also developed a line of effective oral care products that don't harm the microbiota called Luminex Oral Essentials. Dr. Madahi, it is such a pleasure to have you here on the podcast today. So thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to dive in. First of all, I'm excited to, have, to be there. Thank you very much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So you have some interesting things to say about traditional oral care um, that might be counterintuitive to what we have learned in the past. Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, since my background is in dentistry and I've been in dentistry for 35 years, I in the past, I would say 15, 20 years, I've been very much interested in seeing exactly how did we ever survive from the caves? Uh, how did our body protect us? And we didn't have any modern medicine. We didn't have any toothpaste, mouthwash, any of these things. What was it about our body that helped us survive? So what's interesting is that when you look in the world of oral care, dentistry, dentistry related, 
In the past 70 years, the entirety of focus has been on killing bacteria. And when you look as to why, is because bacteria causes gum disease, bacteria causes cavities, bacteria causes bad breath. So what should we do? We should kill the bacteria. But the main issue is that if that was the solution, then people should not have cavities, people should not have gum disease, people should not have bad breath, but that's not the case. We see that gum disease in the form of gingivitis initially into bone and gum recession, which is periodontitis, is happening at an earlier age than ever before. So there's something going on that doesn't make any sense. So we start to look into this whole idea of bacteria, and we find out that more than 98% of the bacteria in your mouth, they're healthy and protective bacteria. And this whole concept of microbiome, which you are very much familiar with, comes into play. So microbiome uh, is a network of microorganisms that has um, good bacteria, bad bacteria, viruses, all sorts of things, but predominantly is good bacteria. And it's protecting us. And how is it protecting us? First of all, by the amount of real estate it takes in the mouth is protecting us. And that real estate doesn't let other bacteria, other viruses to come in, adhere and grow. And the second part is because there is um, bad bacteria in the microbiome at a very, very low levels, it helps um, with the help of the, your immune system to produce antibodies against those um, very low level bad bacteria so that you don't get sick. So that's the symbiotic relationship between microbiome and the immune system. But the microbiome itself is our first line of defense. And I often tell people, why aren't we getting um, eye infection more often? Why are we getting ear infection more often? And this microbiome coating is there to protect us the same way that it is in the mouth. So now when you start to look into oral care, you see not only they're proud of killing bacteria, they're also advertising it everywhere that it kills 99% of the germs, which is the bacteria that's in our mouth. So the whole idea of oral products is how do we destroy the microbiome? And this destruction of the microbiome then has produced other problems. And that's what, where the frustration came from for me is that I wasn't getting this exact results that I was looking for for my own patients. I wasn't getting rid of this inflammation and some other things that were going on in the mouth. And as I looked into the ingredients more and more, I saw that not only do some of these ingredients are not good, they're actually toxic, but because we look at toxicity in a very short-term studies and anything that doesn't really kill you or harm you that much, it's okay to put in your body. And when I go back to dental school, a lot of these mouthwashes and toothpaste and everything were referred to as chemotherapeutic agents. So it was known that there is a bit of destruction of your healthy cells, but as long as you were getting rid of the uh, bad bacteria, it was okay, along with the good bacteria. So 
this concept of bad bacteria that causes cavities and gum disease also has another uh, dimension. And that other dimension is that if you kill bad bacteria, because there are sort of gram-negative uh, types of bacteria, within their cell wall, there is toxins. So there's an endotoxin. So when you kill them, there's toxins that are released. And if you don't kill them, there are toxins that are released that causes the gum recession, bone recession, and cavities. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So what was the ultimate solution? The ultimate solution is, uh, come to, it actually came from a landmark study by, done by um, one of my close friends, uh, Dr. Nozari, which he did a study on homeless kids in Manila. Now, there is a type of bacteria called AA bacteria that uh, in, infects about one and a half billion people in the world. You definitely see a prevalence of it in Asia, in China, in Middle East, um, South America, Central America. And there is more and more of it that I'm seeing even in my own practice. And the characteristic of this particular type of bacteria is that it destroys the gum and the bone around the four upper teeth, four lower teeth, and the back molars. And this, and, and it also strikes at a very, very early age. So these homeless kids, they all had this bacteria and they were suffering from this particular gum disease. And what he asked them to do is to rub sea salt on their gum twice a day. And he followed these kids along with um, French scientists for 10 years. That's what it makes it such a landmark study. And what he found was uh, astonishing because at the end of 10 years, the gum disease had not progressed. There wasn't really any more gum disease, yet the AA bacteria was still alive. So the whole theory that you have to get rid of the bacteria in order to get rid of the disease, it is not true. What is it then about the bacteria is the toxins. So if there is a way to neutralize the toxins of the bacteria, then you're able not to kill them so that you don't get the production of the endotoxins in your mouth, but at the same time, you're getting rid of all of the harmful effects of it. And that's why I have such a problem with what's out there today. Um, what's out there today is uh, toxic ingredients, different coloring dyes in the mouthwash and all sorts of chemicals and antibacterial activity. And then the second part is that the destruction of this microbiome in the oral care products leads to more viral load, leads to more issues and problems overall. And um, since you are so knowledgeable in the area of gut health, talking about the first point of digestion is your mouth and the food that you put in your mouth and the things that you consume in your mouth and how, and it is all connected also with your gut but also with the rest of your body so um, there are multiple ways that what you put in your mouth gets into your body one is that you're swallowing it fine that we know but also rate of absorption of anything you put in your mouth into your body is the very, very high. So we, there was a study that we had done along with the UC Irvine that we had people rinse 
their mouth with Listerine. And after 60 seconds of rinsing and spitting out, we measured the amount of alcohol because there's a particular type of alcohol in Listerine and the dye in your bloodstream. After 60 seconds, we found traces of the alcohol and the dye. And after five minutes, there was even more dye in the body. So the concept that you're just rinsing and throwing out does not mean there's no rate of absorption. So that's another way that what you put in your mouth, the same way when somebody's having a heart attack, they tell them to put nitroglycerin pills under your tongue is because the rate of absorption into your bloodstream is even higher than if you swallow the nitroglycerin pill. So this is the whole central idea of um, what is wrong today with the oral care products that are out there. So when you talk about the oral care products that are out there and caustic agents in the oral care products, can you give specific examples of what those are? Because we've kind of talked a little bit around it. So let's just drill down into some specifics to that. So, so I think number one is alcohol. So the alcohol makes it antiseptic, right? Um, and alcohol, that whole idea of this burning sensation that you have in your mouth, thinking that it is doing something, um, what alcohol is doing is, first of all, killing everything that's in your mouth, good and bad. So alcohol is a key part and key component. Um, there were... Ingredients such as triclosan in uh, Colgate, which is another antibacterial type of things. Um, and then along with these is also the whole concept of um, the different chemicals, sodium lauryl sulfates and all these other things that are there uh, to make a toothpaste foam. But it's the same agent that is used in car washes for foaming agents, again, have um, sort of the destructive effects on the tissues of the mouth. Uh, so this is slotting effect of sometimes I see patients that the gums is just peeling off is a lot of the responsibility of that is on the sodium lauryl sulfate that is in the toothpaste. So ingredients such as these, but the simplest one, if you want to really, really simplify it, it's just the alcohol. That alcohol is destroying everything. So many people struggle with bloating, bowel issues, brain fog, fatigue. You might not even have any gut issues, but did you know the cause of it could be food sensitivities or gut infections? What I have done is I have brought a talented functional nutritionist into my practice. We have very similar training in the nutritional world and her name is Alexis Appleberry. She is awesome. So you can head on over to our website, Alt ALT FAM FAM Med MED, and have a consultation with her and schedule so that she can help you get to the root cause of your problems. So our, our daily routine, you know, we we've been told to brush twice a day. We've been told to floss and use mouthwash. So, um, and, and a lot of people are using traditional kind of toothpaste off the shelf, traditional mouthwash off the shelf. So what is wrong with doing that routine? And do you have a recommendation to change that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, so the, the problem with the routine is the antibacterial activity and the toxicity that's within it, right? And um, if we look at toxicity, 
not as a short term, but as a cumulative problem that your body accumulates this toxicity over time, we start to look at things in a very different light. So is there a way that you can have a product that is first of all certified non-toxic and then on top of it, it doesn't kill any of the bacteria. And that's what led me to uh, create a, a company called Lumino Oral Essentials. And what we started to do based on some of the research that uh, Dr. Nozari had done and others is we came up with ingredients that are certified non-toxic. So we knew that there is a non-toxic effect. We found ways that definitely there is no alcohol and there's no real chemical that kills any bacteria. And we provided that in type of study. So one of the key things is not only the traditional oral care products um, have not given us the proper solution, but the natural products haven't been effective at all. And there are no real studies behind the natural products. So, so you're looking for ultimately in anything you eat or what, anything you consume is you're looking for something that's safe, but effective. That's what you're looking for. The holy grail is that area, right? And um, safe, meaning the non-toxicity, so it's not killing any healthy cells. Effectiveness is what is it doing in terms of your oral health, right? And this area was where we concentrated and we did a lot of research on. And this is why we came up with a toothpaste, mouthwash, a particular type of a toothbrush that doesn't really destroy your gums, made out of castor oil bristles, that is very um, sort of a bendable, pliable, but at the same time, it cleans properly. And also full whitening line, because whitening has peroxide as a main ingredient. And this peroxide also not only destroys the microbiome, but more importantly, it causes tooth sensitivity, gum irritation, and the tooth sensitivity comes from etching of the enamel because it's an oxidizing agent. But that's the only FDA approved ingredient for whitening. So instead, we started to use ingredients such as um, coconut oil, sage oil, lemon peel oil as a whitening agent. And our main signature ingredient in these products is dead sea salt. And the reason for dead sea salt is the amount of mineral content that is in the dead sea salt. So when we're looking at the different salts, the table salt has 2% mineral, it's sodium chloride. We look at the sea salt is about 20% minerals. Himalayan salt is about 40% minerals. And dead sea salt is about 86% minerals. And these minerals are very key in terms of the benefits that they provide in some um, aspects, uh, strengthening of the teeth in terms of the minerals that contain within the Dead Sea salt. And um, on, as a whole, it's not the whole effect of it that is not destroying this microbiome. Uh, so these are the kind of things that we talked about. And then we started to look into different types of toothpaste and different types of mouthwashes for different conditions. So if you take the entirety of the population, you can categorize them in one of four categories. So people that are looking for gum and tooth health. Another category is people that ha are having sensitivity in their mouth. They want to reduce the sensitivity. 
of their teeth and their root sensitivity. And then there's another category that want whiter teeth. And then there's a category that want um, to get rid of the uh, symptoms of dry mouth due to either mouth breathing, allergies, and taking medications that causes uh, dry mouth. So we have created uh, this full line of oral care that um, addresses each of these categories. And again, based on oils that are in it and the main oils, clove, basil, and then uh, mints, uh, plus dead sea salt, organic aloe vera, um, aloe vera juice as a soothing agent is underneath all of it. And then we add layers of other oils for whitening, for dry mouth, and then for sensitivity as well. One ingredient I didn't hear you mention, which I think is going to be the question on everybody's mind, is fluoride. What's your take on fluoride and where does that fall? Yeah, so it's a very good question. And uh, as a dentist, uh, we have been uh, programmed to understand the importance of fluoride in terms of strengthening of the teeth. Now, the question is, does fluoride make your, make your teeth stronger? Absolutely. There's no question about it. But fluoride is also a neurotoxin. This, these are where we've got the controversy around fluoride. And then because fluoride is also in the water, um, all of our food sources is also has some level of fluoride in it. So when you're eating a potato, a, a broccoli, even when you eat cereal, there's fluoride in it. So we, what we did was we did not put any fluoride in any of our products. Um, we understand the number one, that you are consuming a lot of fluoride. And one of the things that was very striking was that when you go on the CDC website, you're looking at fluorosis. That means there's too much fluoride. And they're talking about fluorosis, which is um, what happens is that you get these white spots on the teeth sometimes yellowing of the teeth, but also a yellowing of all the bone in the body and making it more brittle. So this fluorosis is coming as a result of everything containing fluoride. So we don't want to add more fluoride to it. And then I go back to the mineral content of the dead sea salt using another types of mineral to strengthen the teeth. So that is our stance. Um, so that's why we did not put any type of fluoride um, in our toothpaste, mouthwashes, or anything else like that. So if, if the science is so clear, you know, you can utilize, you know, you have created a natural product that is highly effective. Why are all of these caustic products still on the market? And why hasn't the research fully kept up? Because I hear fluoride, 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 you know, across the board. And that's probably one of the number one questions I get is about toothpaste. Right. So I, I tell you that um, we take a type of a restoration called amalgam, which has silver and mercury in it, right? It is a banned substance in many of the countries. Um, so all over Europe, Switzerland, um, Germany, Italy, um, to, you cannot get an amalgam filling to be put in your tooth. There has been multiple studies that shows that the mercury leaks from 
the filling that you're putting in someone's mouth. The Department of Health and Human Services is very worried about how a dentist is storing excess um, amalgam pieces and it has to be under water is a biohazard material. There is more and more worry that how does that mercury go when you are drilling it in a dental office into the ocean because a lot of the mercury in the ocean is also from the dental offices. How do you trap this mercury so it doesn't go into the ocean? Yet, there's still 900,000 amalgam fillings that have silver and mercury in it is being placed in the mouth. So if you are in the United States, so if you're looking so as a clear-cut answer as to why is there fluoride, I would tell you why is there mercury? Why is there all of these other things that are we are so worried about is being placed inside someone's mouth? You look into, is there a special interest? Is there something that's being protected? You know, it, all of these questions come up. It, some of it doesn't make sense. Certain countries are going away from fluoride. More and more research that's coming up that's saying that there is a lot of controversy around fluoride. But, you know, we were smoking for 30 years, 40 years before we got finally this secondhand smoke study. We were... Uh, we were using asbestos in, in the walls and uh, around the docks in, in homes until 30, 40 years later, we found out the connection bet between that and other types of cancers. So that's why, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not harmful. It doesn't mean there's not some preliminary research. It doesn't mean it's not contro controversial, but it may take a long time to get to the point that we do away with these types of things. Mm -hmm. That's a really good explanation because I feel like some of dentistry, it seems like it's a little slow to catch up to some of the research, but I mean, that's yeah, every boat kind of turns slow anywhere medically. Right. So yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a big turn that we have to no, make. It is, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a huge, it's not a boat. Even if you can imagine is a huge, uh, type of a ship and any movement in that ship, uh, it's very slow and, uh, and sometimes uh, very much behind what's out there. Mm -hmm. And you're looking in mouths all day long. And so there has been controversy on diet and um, in, in mouth and oral health. So what have you seen be the best diet um, for oral health? Yeah, so uh, I think we have to... Um, there's, there's ways of answering this question, but I think the basic question is that what is it that we're putting in our mouth that, again, has harmful effects? So, um, unfortunately, we talk about fluoride, but um, everything that we're consuming that's not organic is also has pesticides. And pesticides are, again, a form of antibacterial products. So, what we are, we are trying to do is stay sort of get away from things that contain hormones, contain antibiotic. So in the meat, a lot of the meats that people consume, there's antibiotic. Antibiotic, again, is another form of thing that what happens in your mouth, what happens in your gut, the hormones, what happens in your mouth, and then more importantly, what happens in your gut. And then the pesticide, what's happened in your mouth, what happens in your gut. So we want to sort of move away from things that contain antibiotic, 
contain hormones and contain uh, pesticides. So these are broadly and generally, if you start to follow these things, is a better way of actually helping your diet, and which is healthier. But more importantly, uh, it's always a question that I ask people, do you take antibiotics every day? And, and everybody says, no, why would I take antibiotics every day? I don't have an infection. Yet, your laundry detergent, your dishwasher detergent, your cleaning products at home, the hand sanitizers, um, and then the pesticides, alcohol, and then all, all of the antibiotic within the meat, you're being inundated one way or another with antibiotics on a daily basis. And that's why uh, certain types of things are continually to increase. And you look at in 1970s and 1950s where antibiotic came into use, the rate of infectious disease went down, but yet the rate of autoimmune disease started to go up. So we start, we've got to really look at these things as to what are we putting in our body? And starting with what you're putting in your mouth that can affect the rest of your body. And uh, there is clear science that shows that whatever is happening in your mouth is clearly uh, um, affecting so many organs of your body. You know, there's uh, um, always the connection between gum disease with heart disease, with diabetes, with early term um, pregnancies where you've got premature babies, um, Alzheimer, all sorts of things that are going on. So we got to be more careful as to what we're putting in your mouth, but it can be on a gradient basis and you start to get away from all sorts of things that has bacteria, antibacterial and antimicrobial ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. I think you just make so many great points here. What I've seen clinically in practice is if somebody has a gut issue and they have a mouth issue, I can't fix their gut until their mouth has been resolved, period, end of story. It doesn't matter how much I negotiate, how perfect their diet is, etc. until whatever is fixed in the mouth, you cannot fix the gut because you're just constantly swallowing whatever is in there, you know, the infection, whatever is going on constantly into the rest of your microbiome in your gut. So it's just, you, it's just an uphill battle. Why don't more dentists practice like you? Cause I, I think the, the, the question I'm going to get is where do I find a dentist like that? So, you know, why, where can someone find a dentist like you in their area? So I think that a lot of the agencies, I mean, a lot of the, um, there are different associations that our dentists part of, and they are continually looking at not only um, the effects of some of our diet, but more importantly, the effect of dental material that are being placed inside your mouth. Um, and what is interesting is that there are tests that people can take um, that uh, in form of a blood test that shows um, reactivity to different dental products and dental materials. And when you start to do some of these testing, which we, I have done now over 15 years, we find that there is a lot of different material that people can be reactive to that don't even know. They don't know it because where we, we find allergies and hives and some other things, the way that you see it inside the mouth is very different. You see a generalized or a specific localized um, sort of an inflammation 
that inflammation doesn't resolve easily. And then you look more into it that there's a dental restoration on that tooth that's causing that type of an inflammation. And what you look into further is that you find that's the reactivity. So I think that um, finding some of these associations, finding some of the doctors that are within these associations is very important. But overall, American Dental Association um, does not believe in any of these ideas. They do not promote it. They do not accept it. Um, so on a wide um, ground, in terms of when you're looking at dental schools where the education is taking place, dental hygiene where the education is taking place, to all the way to the different association within dentistry, you sort of don't see anything about it. And they don't believe in any of these ideas and they're not being taught any of these ideas. As a result, finding people that are very much interested and they have committed in their practice to this type of practice is going to be a lot more difficult because where are they going to learn it? Where are they going to understand the exact procedures to follow in order to remove a mercury filling? So IMAOT is one of the organizations that are really great. Um, and there's other things that you, you, when you search these types of things, you find, and that's the best way that I can recommend in terms of finding uh, dentists that are, have this type of a mentality. And where can people find your products if they're interested? Yeah, so our products, um, again, oralessentials.com is the website. Uh, we are also on, the brand name is Lumino. And uh, you, you can find us in Amazon. Um, you can also go on a store locator because we're in Walgreens, we're in Whole Foods, Sprouts, um, uh, Rite Aid, and uh, ever-expanding Wegman, ever-expanding. We're in about 10,000 different stores. So store located on our website will help um, where we are, uh, our website and Amazon, I think are key places um, that people can find our products. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This has just been such a pleasure to learn about this. And I, I think that this is a question on everybody's mind. And boy, if gut health and oral health are not just very connected. <laughs> they certainly are. So anyway, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for everything you do to educate the public. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gut Health Reset Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so more people can hear about the podcast. And hey, take a screenshot of this episode and tag Dr. Anne Marie on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Anne Marie Barter. And for more resources, just visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com.